This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. If you're constantly on the hunt for a good deal, then you need Rakuten. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, traveling, dining, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer. Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten.com for details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cashback really adds up. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Breaking news tonight, impeachment trial drama. Republicans move to block new witnesses. The motion is not agreed to. Just as new details from John Bolton's book send shockwaves through Capitol Hill. What the former national security advisor now says the president told him to do. More breaking news, the U.S. declares a public health emergency as the deadly coronavirus from China continues to spread. Nearly 200 Americans flown to California, now under mandatory quarantine. Tonight, why the government is so concerned. Unable to operate, hospitals across the country forced to cancel or delay important surgeries after a major recall. Why are millions of items needed in operating rooms now considered unsafe to use? The final push, CBS News on the campaign trail, Democrats making their case as the clock ticks down to the Iowa caucuses. Plus our new series, Every State Has a Story. Why is it so hard for working moms to find affordable childcare? Bitter divorce, three and a half years after voting for a Brexit, Britain's breakup with Europe is now official. Game time tribute, how 20,000 fans are suiting up to honor Kobe Bryant as the Lakers take the court for the first time since his death. And on the road, how two generations are about to have their lives changed thanks to one man's generosity. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening. It is a busy Friday evening as there are several breaking stories as we come on the air tonight. We'll get to the U.S. declaring a public health emergency over that deadly coronavirus in just a moment. But we are going to begin tonight with late drama on Capitol Hill. The U.S. Senate voting 51 to 49 against calling witnesses in the president's impeachment trial. Republicans refused to allow new testimony just hours after learning new allegations from the president's former national security advisor, John Bolton, including that the president personally pushed him to help dig up dirt on his rivals. Well, tonight, the president's acquittal seems all but certain, but the final vote on his fate may not come until next week. Weijia Zhang is at the White House, but we're going to begin tonight with Nancy Cordes on Capitol Hill. Nancy? Nora, this debate has gripped the Senate for days, and in the end, all but two Senate Republicans voted not to compel new witness testimony in this trial. One Democrat called it a sad day for democracy. But Republicans say after 52 hours of arguments in this trial, they've heard enough. The clerk will call the roll. Mr. Alexander. The senators no. voted from their desks one by one. The yeas are 49, the nays are 51. The motion is not agreed to. House impeachment managers had cited the latest Bolton bombshell in a last-ditch plea for witnesses. Do you want your place in history to be, let's hear the truth, or that we don't want to hear it? But no votes from two key Republicans ensured that four witnesses blocked from talking by the White House will not be subpoenaed. You've got a lot of evidence already. The vote comes even as some Senate Republicans now concede that the House managers have the facts right. The president withheld U.S. aid, at least in part, to pressure Ukraine to investigate the Bidens. Do you view it as at least a partial victory that you have a Republican like Lamar Alexander saying you proved it? He should have done the right thing and voted for witnesses and documents. But Alexander says he will vote to acquit, as will Florida Republican Marco Rubio, who said today that just because actions meet a standard of impeachment does not mean it is in the best interest of the country to remove a president from office. If we acquit this president, what's to stop him from doing something worse? The New York Times reported today that one of the president's lead attorneys, Pat Cipollone, may have been a witness to the pressure campaign himself. That's according to former National Security Advisor John Bolton, whose upcoming book describes a meeting in the Oval Office last May. So here you have the president saying John Bolton is not telling the truth. Let's find out. And Nancy joins us. So what happens now? Do we know when that final vote on acquittal will be? Nora, tonight the two sides appear to be headed toward an agreement that would set up closing arguments first thing next week, followed by time for the Senate senators to make speeches on the floor announcing how they're going to vote. And then a final vote on acquittal on Wednesday, one day after the president's State of the Union address. All right, Nancy, thank you. President Trump's attorneys had hoped he would be acquitted by tonight. Weijia Zheng joins us from the White House. And Weijia, you know, the president's got that big interview for the Super Bowl. He's got the State of the Union on Tuesday. So what's the mood like there now? 
Menorah, CBS News has learned that President Trump is not happy that this will all drag into next week because he considers it a delay in his exoneration. But he's also resigned to the fact that it's not up to him or his lawyers, but the Senate. A vote on acquittal could clash with the president's State of the Union address, as we just heard from Nancy, which is set for Tuesday. And he definitely wants it to happen before that speech. And also that explosive claim from John Bolton that President Trump directed him to pressure Ukraine earlier in May in the Oval Office. Explain why that timeline is so significant. Well, you're exactly right. It is the timing that matters here because Bolton writes that meeting happened in early May, just before Ambassador Marie Ivanovich was recalled and when Rudy Giuliani was planning to go to Ukraine. White House counsel Pat Cipollone was also reportedly in that meeting. He did not comment on it today, but the president is categorically denying it happened. He issued a statement to say, I never instructed John Bolton to set up a meeting for you, Rudy Giuliani to meet with President Zelensky. That meeting never happened. Giuliani, who was also a part of the meeting, according to Bolton, is calling it a lie. But the former New York mayor has also said that Bolton was very aware of his efforts in Ukraine. Nora. All right. All right, Weijia, thank you so much. Well, hours before the president took off for Florida, there was a wild chase not far from his Mar-a-Lago resort. Police say a woman who may have been impaired drove through security checkpoints at high speed on the road that leads to the resort. U.S. Secret Service opened fire on her car, hitting it several times. The woman, who's 30 years old, was arrested after she tried to flee. There's breaking news tonight on the coronavirus. The federal government has declared a public health emergency and is taking an historic step to try and contain the virus. U.S. citizens who flew from China are being quarantined. That is the first time that's happened in decades. Carter Evans is outside the military base in California, where nearly 200 people evacuated from China this week are being housed. The Americans being housed at March Air Reserve Base during the first federal quarantine in 50 years will spend 14 days here. Ian Thompson is among them. How is everyone doing there? Yeah, everyone's healthy, healthy as it seems to be. I mean, all the kids are playing, they're all laughing and joking, and they're, they're doing the best they can for us. I mean, uh, so we're being looked after very well. The steps outlined in the Trump administration's public health emergency will include a temporary ban on foreign nationals who've traveled to China. The risk of infection for Americans remains low. We are working to keep the risk low. Officials in Santa Clara County announced they confirmed a seventh U.S. case of coronavirus, a man who recently traveled to Wuhan. He has been self-isolating at home. He was seen in a local clinic and hospital, but was never sick enough to be hospitalized. According to the CDC, even if a patient's initial tests are negative, they could still develop the illness because the test only works when the patients have symptoms. A new study also showed the virus can be transmitted by patients with no symptoms. A woman who traveled from Shanghai to Germany infected seven other people while she was asymptomatic. Maybe you can transmit it even earlier, maybe a couple of days before you become symptomatic, and it becomes a lot more difficult to control the spread of a virus. The people in quarantine here could potentially have more company. Starting on Sunday, any U.S. citizen returning home from the Hubei province is now also subject to a 14-day quarantine. Another American evacuation flight is scheduled to depart Wuhan on Monday. Nora? 
All right, Carter, thank you. Turning now to campaign 2020, the first contest that counts is just three days away. The Democrats who are able to campaign in Iowa are out scrambling for votes. And tonight there's news from one candidate who's skipping the state entirely. Ed O'Keefe is in Iowa tonight. With Monday's caucus looming, Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg today crammed in seven events between them. Every four years, uh, everything begins here in Iowa. Go in on Monday evening and, and caucus for us. The four senators running for president are stuck in Washington, including the frontrunner Bernie Sanders, giving Biden and Buttigieg an in-person edge. Who among us is most likely to be able to defeat Donald Trump? The senators are left to campaign mostly from a distance. I'm here. I'm hoping that the people see it as a plus. And pay for ad time to make their final pitch. But I'm switching parties to caucus for Elizabeth Warren in 2020. Together, we will transform this country. The ads are about unity, but there's also some infighting. I've seen Vice President Biden making the case that we cannot afford to take a risk on somebody new right now. I believe at a time like this, the risk we cannot afford to take is to turn to the same Washington mindset that has brought us to this point. The man not contending in Iowa, former New York Mayor Mike Bloomberg, is making his case on the air. Campaign spending reports show Bloomberg has already spent more than $140 million on TV and Internet advertising nationwide. Senator Bernie Sanders is still in Washington, but he's throwing a concert for supporters here tonight. And his campaign is making contingency plans to hold a caucus night celebration, not here in Iowa, but in Washington, if the trial is still underway on Monday. Nora? All right, Ed, thank you. Iowa is filled with young parents struggling to find affordable child care. The state actually leads the nation in families where both parents work outside of the home. Some working moms pay more than three quarters of their salary on child care. Nicole Killian looks at their challenges in our new series, Every State Has a Story. Say hi. Zoe Miranda has a four-year-old and a newborn. When her maternity leave ends, she'll face two daycare bills totaling $1,700 a month. I have to rock Peter to pay Paul. It is really, really hard when it comes to paying rent, paying utilities, paying uh, my cell phone, paying a car. It's stressful. Stephanie Jewell is a single mom of three and fears losing her child care assistance if she gets a raise. I already know that I have to prepare for that time when um, I'm going to have to start paying for it, you know, completely out of pocket. In Iowa, it's not just an issue of affordable child care that has parents concerned, but also access. The state has lost 40% of its providers in the last five years. About a quarter of Iowans now live in what are called child care deserts. Manufacturer Vermeer had to start its own daycare program, one of only three facilities in the rural city of Pella. Kate Guess is VP of Human Resources. It's got to come with some expense. It does. It's an investment that we know, you know not every company is ready to make, but we have seen an incredible return on that investment as well. Iowa is hoping for similar child care results. The state's governor has proposed incentives for businesses and tax credits for families. But the first priority here, making that care available. Nicole Killian, CBS News, Des Moines. Such an important story. Now to a CBS News investigation. Surgeries across the country are being canceled tonight because of a shortage of surgical gowns. The FDA is recalling millions of those gowns that doctors wear in the operating room because they may not be sterile. Dr. John LaPook reports without them, doctors can't do surgery. 
When Cardinal Health recalled nine million of its surgical gowns amid concerns some might not be sterile, medical centers around the country began to scramble. This is a big disruption. Alan Levine, CEO of Ballot Health in Tennessee, says they had to reschedule 200 surgeries. We still don't know whether we've hit the worst of this yet or not. Yesterday, the company admitted that a Chinese contractor supplying some of its gowns was using factories not registered with the FDA. The company has said these facilities did not maintain proper environmental conditions. Problems included gowns exposed to contaminants through open windows, failure to provide hand sanitation, and operators eating in the production area. In 2018, Cardinal Health caught the same supplier using an unregistered factory. Back then, the company did testing and concluded there was no impact to its products. It did not tell the FDA. This is surgical tubing, sponge sticks. The gowns are often included in a package along with other surgical equipment. All the objects inside this surgical pack are supposed to be sterile. But that's the problem, because they can't guarantee that the gown is sterile. It could have contaminated other objects here. There's been an increasing concern about the reliability of the supply chain. We asked the FDA if it conducted any inspections of the unregistered subcontractors uncovered by Cardinal Health. The FDA declined to answer. Meanwhile, Cardinal Health tells us it's no longer working with that Chinese contractor and is cooperating with the FDA. Nora? What a story. Thank you. Tonight, history is being made in Great Britain. Its divorce from the European Union became official just a short time ago. In London, Brexit supporters celebrated late into the night outside Parliament. A countdown clock was projected onto the residence of Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister. He called tonight not an end, but a beginning. The Los Angeles Lakers make an emotional return to the Staples Center tonight for their first game since Kobe Bryant's death. Fans will find T-shirts on every seat, each bearing one of the two numbers he wore, 8 and 24. Lakers superstar LeBron James is expected to speak at a pre-game tribute. Bryant was killed in a helicopter crash on Sunday. His daughter, Gianna, and seven others also died. There's an important development tonight for children with peanut allergies. The FDA has approved the first treatment to treat the allergy, which can be deadly. It's called palforzia. Kids swallow peanut powder at first in tiny, then increasingly larger doses, training their bodies to tolerate peanuts. Now, it's not a cure, but doctors say it could be a life changer, certainly for many families. Remember back in school when they dragged you into the gym for an assembly? Pretty boring, right? Well, here's one that was absolutely life-changing. Steve Hartman has tonight's On the Road. It was billed as the surprise of a lifetime. Does anybody know what this is about? And sure enough. They didn't tell you anything? When these high school seniors gathered for the big reveal, Nobody knows. up walked a guy they'd never seen to tell them something they'd never forget. Right now, this next minute <clears throat> is the most important moment of my life. Pete Cadence is a wealthy businessman. He grew up here in Toledo, Ohio, and he says the time has come to give back. I think that Toledo could be one of the most equitable middle market communities in this country. And so if you want to make a big difference, you go to the epicenter of inequity. Scott High School has some of the most disadvantaged students in the state, but the school is still rich with dreams. Kids like senior Chris Rowland, right. who would love to go to college, but can't afford it, especially now. Last fall, Chris's mom, Abina, lost her job. 
and his dad died in a house fire. Yeah. My dad was the closest person I had in my life. In his later days, he was really pushing me to go to college. He kept saying, you're really smart, you should think about going. He was such an awesome father. He's still gonna make him proud, I know he is. Just gotta figure out a path. Yep. Fortunately, unbeknownst to Chris, that path to a brighter future was about to find him. And if you're sitting here in this room today, as a soon-to-be graduating senior, tuition, room and board, books and fees will be paid for you, and you will go to college for free. And there was more. Because poverty is an intergenerational problem, and because he is determined to snuff it out in this community, Pete offered each kid a study partner. So too can one of your parents go to college or trade school for free. Abina says she always wanted to be a school counselor. Altogether, this could cost Pete up to $3 million. And now he wants to get others to pitch in to expand the program to every public school in Toledo. And this is how we change the world. Which is why, if you could look up through that gym ceiling, as Chris did, I'm sure you'd see a dad beaming with gratitude. Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Toledo, Ohio. Yes, expand it. Let's work on that. Gives them a lifetime gift of learning. Lots happening next week, beginning with the Iowa caucuses on Monday. And if you can't watch live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. I actually DVR the show, too, and I watch it again when I get home because I love some of the stories. Anyway, that's my CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington. Have a great weekend. Good night. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official T-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.